the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Wednesday edition. Kath, did we just hear snow in the forecast? I had to put a sweater on to do mm-hmm. the show from my yeah. spare bedroom. <laughs> it is That's this evening. How, it is cold in my house. Yeah, my house as well. And we have the furnace on. Of course, it's never gone off. Wasn't it 70 degrees like five days ago? Mm, Where has so, yeah. happened? We've fallen off the wagon somehow. I don't like yeah, it. That's right. So when you're standing in front of the refrigerator, you got to put an extra sweater on just because it's super cold. How is your refrigerator, speaking of? Well... I seem to be cursed with refrigerators, um, and uh, the current refrigerator I have, John, thank you, is working uh, just fine, except for the ice maker, which has been perpetually broken since I bought it. Oh, okay. But, you know, these are the things with which I live. Yeah, However, I am more concerned, John, hmm. with what's inside the refrigerator. So my husband and I had a little bit of a tiff a few days ago, ended well, I want you to know, but do you want to hear what it was about? Please. I wanted to go grocery shopping over the weekend, but my husband wanted to wait and use everything we have in the refrigerator and freezer first. Everything, everything you've had, everything. Which was the question. How can, I mean, sometimes you have to get some things to eat with the things that you have. Do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) not, not everything is perfectly set up. Right. Anyway. So it, it, it got tense, but as everything does in these times. Yeah. Right? How did it work out? Right. It worked out fine. It worked out fine. But what I decided is that he had a very good point that I think what I have in my refrigerator that is past its expiration date, I have written off because I feel like it's past its expiration date. So I, you know, I look in there and I think, well, I have to get rid of that. Well, I have to get rid of that. I have to get rid of that. Oh, wait, wait. Are you talking about things that are like pre-produced or are these are th- talking about things that you've made yourself no, put into these, a container? No, no, no. These are these, I would call them staples. I would say the milk, the ketchup, the canned goods I have sure. on my shelf, right, you right, know, right. all of those sorts of things. Right. And what my husband was saying is, well, let's find a way to use all those things so that we can get as much as we can for as long as we can. So we don't have to go grocery shopping. And of course, you know, he's absolutely right. So of course I had to give in at the end and say, why am I arguing about this? Because you're right. Why is that guy so wise? Gosh, he's really annoying to me anyway. So I thought about that when I saw this PG article today about that exact thing, John, Hmm. are the expiration dates a hard date in what, and, and by that, I mean, if your expiration date on your meat is April 8th. What if it's April 10th? Can you eat it? Okay. So you and I, we've, we've discovered this about ourselves over the years. There are two types of people. Mm-hmm. There are rule followers and rule breakers. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if it says it expires April 10th, I'm going to push it to like the 20th, maybe the 25th. Okay. okay. But are you, well, are you with what? That's just it. Okay. Uh-huh. So if it's a pork That's product. That's what I'm talking about. 
I'm not going to eat expired pork. Are you? No, I'm not going to buy expired <laughs> pork. Thank you very much. However, what if it expires while it's in the fridge? Or what if it is in your freezer? Oh, if it's in the freezer. Forget it. It's good to go forever. Right. I believe no, that's not true. That's oh, not really? true. Yeah. Well, you get I mean, freezer burn. You freeze, get some freezer, yeah. Freezing, you can scrape freezing? some of that off. Well, that sounds delicious. I'm a, I'm a I'd breaker. like to have something at your house that has been <laughs> scraped of freezer burn. No, over. no, no. What I'm saying is that freezer burn only retards the spoilage. It doesn't like do away with it. Right. Okay. So you can't do it forever, but how long can you do it? That's my question. I have the answer. Oh, you do really. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, from okay. Eloise here. The, the no, Rhino. it's from it's the article in the PG by Arthi Subram Manayam. <laughs> sorry, I'm very one sorry. One of my Arthi. favorite. We have favorite writers. I haven't I haven't met Arthi, and I'm not sure how to say his or her <laughs> last name. But I will tell you that it's a great piece. Um, Laura Frost, Megan Watts, and Caroline Pessarello are all people who are either dietitians, instructors in the sports medicine and nutrition department at Pitt, where they teach microbiology. So they know their food. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want you to ask me, John, if you're thinking about the food that you've currently got in your house, Mm -hmm. and we all want to make the most of the food we have because we don't want to go to the grocery store. If we don't have to, we should all follow along with what my husband's telling me to do, which I have decided to follow along with as well. So think about what you've got. Ask me, and I will tell you how far past the expiration date you, the Hall family, can safely eat that food. All right. So we went out, like everyone else, and we bought ourselves some boxes of pasta. All okay. right? Mm-hmm. Pasta, I believe, lasts indefinitely. I don't know what the- Listen ex- to you with all, your, with all your detailed knowledge of I'm just saying, nutrition. right? I mean, okay. and, and quite honestly, the way we're eating pasta around here, it's not going to go bad because we're going to eat it well before that expiration date. It can keep for one year if it's opened- Oh. And for one and a half to two years, if it's unopened. Very nice. Okay. So we're good okay. to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what about the, like canned goods, like a, okay. a can of soup or, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Canned tomatoes. Well, they're so acidic. They can be kept six months or a year after their expiration date. Oh, okay. Canned okay. Tomatoes. So that's a long time. Canned vegetables, one to two years. but After. Make sh- after. But make sure you do not buy cans that are punctured or swollen mm-hmm. yeah okay in any way because that's some indication that there's gas building up and so there's some kind of bad oh, reaction see. going on inside okay. your canned soup yeah. six months to one year in the pantry easy peasy don't you worry about that yeah yeah if, if you've got soup in a carton or a packet uh you have to kind of smell it okay how about uh cheese uh hold on hold on uh meat wait i have milk butter eggs Mm-hmm. Cheese? Cheese is not here, John. Okay, all right. Cheese, uh, but I will tell you something. Can I tell you my own experience with cheese? Yeah, yeah. I mean, cheese is based on a, on a mold process happening. Right. If you cut off the mold from the outside, eat the You're outside. good to go. I feel good about it. I didn't even have to ask the microbiologists about that, no, no, John. No, no, no. I feel very okay. good about my own perspective. If you're a guy and you know, you're a single guy, you've learned this lesson. You buy yourself, say, say a half gallon of milk, mm-hmm. right? The expiration date comes and goes. You hold it up to your nose. You do a little smell test, right? Mm-hmm. If it smells okay, I'm going to drink it. If I'm a little cautious, I'm a little worried. You're going to take a little sip. Take a little sip. Not but you're a not going to take a sip out of the carton. No, no. You're going to pour it in a glass. You know why? Because <laughs> we are not Philistines. <laughs> if I'm a single guy living mm-hmm. alone, mm-hmm. I'm going straight to the container. I'm skipping the glass. Eggs. They Eggs. can keep for one month after the date stamped on the carton. Okay, fine. That's good. 
Okay, after they're boiled and they're still in the shell, they last for a week. Oh, we had this conversation because we we had mm-hmm. Easter eggs on the, yes. on the dining table. Yes. I had a hard-boiled egg Easter egg mm-hmm. today. My wife was like, ah, we're good to go. We kept those out on the table oftentimes for two weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. Seafood has to be used within three or four days. Seafood, yeah. I mean, we all know that, right? We're not, gonna, delicate, we're not going right? to kick, we're not going to cook the meat like 10 days after we picked it up at Woolies, are we? <laughs> no, I don't think not. we're going to do that. No, of course, that's another well, smell test, right? Right. Know pretty much. Right, right. Okay. Can we go straight to ice cream? Oh, yeah, please. I think I, I read an article that there's more ice cream being consumed now in America than in any time in the last five years. No kidding. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because yeah. desperation. Yeah. Are you Can having yourself ice cream? Um, I try to stay away from ice cream because I want to fit in my pants. These are desperate times, Kat. I know. I know. I did have some gelato the other night and it was, it was delicious. We had Uh, some uh, dark chocolate dove bars. They did not expire. Yeah. That's delicious. It is delicious. This is what it says about ice cream. It's safe to keep unopened ice cream for one to two to three months past the expiration date, provided it's properly frozen. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So your expiration date, especially in these times, should not determine what it is that you're eating out of your refrigerator. Okay. Let this free you up, this article in today's PG. Do they talk about the expiration date, the history behind that? Is it, you know, like a tool of a legitimate society? Yes. Um, So the store is the one who has to be mindful of the dates. That's why they're there. In the rotation. Right. So the best buy or use by date labels is about the freshness of the food and not the safety of the food. I see. So that's one of the things that consumers misunderstand, me being at the front of the line. It's the manufacturer's best guess as to which date the food will be at its freshest, but not at its safest. Do you do this? Like when I'll go buy milk, I'll go around the containers up front and I'll go towards the back and grab always, always. I always do that. Hey, one thing it did. I I meant to bring this up before. None of these things apply to baby formula. Mm -hmm. When baby formula is listed with an expiration date, believe it. Right. What about potato chips? (laughs) Potato chips. I feel like they would last through the apocalypse. (laughs) I was cleaning up my, I was cleaning up my pantry last night, John. I found an entire bag unopened of wise original potato chips hiding behind a box of cereal. You should have sent them to me immediately. Listen, I felt like I'd hit the jackpot. I had them them for dessert. (laughs) See chips and dip in the instance of a total meltdown in society. Mm, I'm okay. As long as I got chips and dip. It's yeah. always a sunny side of the street. I agree. Very nice. All right. We need to step aside. Uh, we have a great show coming up today, John. I'm excited yeah, sure about do. it. Yeah. Okay. We're going to we're gonna get a COVID update from Dr. Rick Zimmerman, find mm-hmm. out what's Good. going on in Pittsburgh. Um, we're going to hear about how we present ourselves online. Are we giving out the best version of ourselves or the best version of the God we say we follow based on what we post and say? And then coming up next, Vince Buren's our good friend. We're going to talk about campus ministry. Does it still go on in a pandemic? We'll find out next. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Hey, we're streaming live on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM on Facebook. Stay with us. Back in a few minutes. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. How can we turn our problems into possibilities? The Bible Christian sees an opportunity in every difficulty. And we're going to see today that difficulties are just opportunities in reverse if we see them through the eyes of God. Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, That Old Time Religion, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. 
Hello? Is this thing on? Okay, uh, could I get a little more volume? Whoa! Whoa! Okay, never mind. It's fine. Just there, right where it is. Hey, if your AV system sounds like this... Or if it sounds like this... Or if it sounds like this... You need good sound. Uh, guys, I think we lost... Uh, okay. Hey, we're back. You need good sounds. Good Sound specializes in design and installation of audiovisual equipment for churches and schools. You might not need new equipment. An expert adjustment might be all you need to get the most out of the equipment you already have. So visit GoodSoundDesign.com. Oh, come on! <clears throat> uh, that's GoodSoundDesign.com and click the $99 evaluation to schedule a general tune-up and review of your current AV system today. Because remember, if it can't be heard... <sighs> Let's try that again. If it can't be heard, it can't be good. Good sounds. Book now at goodsounddesign.com. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. The man, the yellow man. Master. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. The man, the yellow man, Service Master. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com Your teeth can't remote into the office or remain socially distant and dental emergencies won't wait to flatten the curve. The good news? While Stock Family Dentistry remains closed for routine care, they are open for emergencies, going above and beyond the norm to provide a safe sanitary environment, pre-screening and seeing only one patient in the office at a time. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Well, if you're a parent of a uh, college age or a high school age child, uh, of course, everything's canceled. But at the same time, don't you wonder about your child's spiritual health, right? Um, yeah. Is the child engaged? I mean, are you doing Bible study? Are you engaged in prayer life? Uh, the Coalition for Christian Outreach uh, has been a partner and a friend of ours here uh, in the studio for many years. Of course, they've been around a fixture in Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania for decade mm-hmm. after decade. Kath, uh, I'm sure you think about the CCO and you think about your child, yeah. both of your girls as well. Right. Now, I think about it a lot. I'm a product of the CCO myself. It was one of the most significant parts of my undergraduate life. And so when I look at my kids now and I think, you know, okay, we're so they're sticking with their classes and they're safe inside our house and we have enough food. But you're right. When it comes to the spiritual thing, you know, when kids are off in college, they're on their own. And so I don't I don't want to get too much into what my daughter's doing. You know what I mean? I don't want to like be that, you know, crazy mom that's like saying, so how are you doing? Are you praying? Are you not going to do that? Um, But, you know, we really rely on the people that do campus ministry at our various campuses because they're the ones that are on the front lines with our kids. That's right. Vince Burens is with us. Vince is the president and the CEO of the Coalition for Christian Outreach. Hey, Vince, uh, thanks for being with us today. How are you? 
No problem. Good to see you both. I was watching you both on Facebook. And before we get started, let me just say, John, the picture that they have of you all, of you, is so professorial. You just, Isn't you it? look so dignified during the break. It's fantastic. I was just saying, I love that picture. I've never seen it before. John didn't see it. So he I did not. Is that, is that hashtag fake news, Vince? That really has to it be. It could be hashtag fake no, news. No, it, it, it was, it, it filled up my entire computer screen. You, you look great. It's exactly nice. how John should be viewed. Very kind of you. Thank you. Uh, all right, Vince. So talk to us. These are crazy times. Uh, you know, I was sharing before you came on that I don't want to be that parent that's like, you know, overbearing now that my kid's back in the house. How are you guys who work in campus ministry thinking about that? Well, um, it's obviously a very interesting time with all um, all colleges still running, but shut down. So all the parents, uh, all the kids are at home. Um, we've gone virtual like you all have, um, you know, doing the show from your homes. Um, so all of, all of our campus ministries are all happening virtually now. So, um, what we found is interestingly enough that, um, there's been an uptick in the amount of students who are participating in Bible studies. Uh, and I think a big part of it is a lot of the reasons, you know, that they, that they found not to uh, participate in the past are gone, right? They're kind Mm -hmm. of trapped in their homes as we all are. And, um, they're looking for something to do. So we've, we've actually found this to be a great time of sort of um, spiritual curiosity and for students who have been thinking about trying to grow in their faith and understand the scriptures better more, nice. um, that they've been, they've been more deeply investing. So um, there, there is a light in the midst of all this darkness, that's for sure. Nice. So for Vince, for, for people who don't know, listeners who don't know what the CCO is all about, give us an overview of, of where you are and what you do. Yeah, well, we were started in the greater Pittsburgh area um, uh, in 49 years ago, actually. Next year will be our 50th year. Um, and um, w- with a vision toward reaching college students and integrating them in the local church during their collegiate years and helping them understand that a commitment to, to follow Jesus impacts every area of their life. Um, which is the uh, sort of the the primary message of our Jubilee Conference that so many people tend to know us by. Um, so so that's what we do. We 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 integrate students into you know we do the traditional things you think of when you think of campus ministry. We do fellowship groups and Bible studies and evangelisms, uh, evangelism and um, spring break trips and all those kinds of things. Or maybe I should say we normally do those things. Uh, in right. today's world, we had to cancel a lot of our spring break trips and summer opportunities and things like that. But um, we do that. We were really focused in the Allegheny sort of Western and central PA and, and Western Ohio and um, excuse me, Eastern Ohio and Northern West Virginia for a very long time. And really over the last five or six years, we've stand out all over the country. Um, we have staff now in 18 States. Um, we've actually got a, st- a staff person in Southeast Asia right now, reaching students in, in, uh, well, I'm not allowed to say where he is, but in the city that he's in, um, is, is reaching students at five different colleges there. So, um, God's, God's really spread us out quite a bit, but, but John, you know, um, you asked the question, what we do, we have staff people that work out of churches and reach college campuses. And right now all churches are closed and all college campuses are closed. So it certainly is an interesting moment. Mm-hmm. Vince, talk to us about what your campus ministers are doing for students right now. So if, if you know, someone's listening to the program and they say, well, you know, my, my kid was involved in a, in a CCO group at college, is there still connection with their campus ministry even now? Yeah, there is. So we're, we're doing, you know, depending on the campus, there was, I was just talking with our, our campus staff at Allegheny College 
um, this afternoon, and they still have the same Bible studies meeting. They still have their large group fellowship meeting. Um, it happens on Tuesday night. So last night they had their um, ACO meeting uh, on campus, or what wasn't on campus, it was all virtual. Um, so yeah, the grand majority of our campuses, actually everyone that I can think of that we've connected with, um, is doing a lot of the same things that they've traditionally done other than, um, you know, obviously they're not meeting in person, they're doing it all virtually. Um, our campus ministers are actually reporting that they're probably busier now yeah. um, than, than they may have been, yeah. uh, you know, when students were around, just because the amount of time students have to have one-on-one conversations or to, like I said earlier, be part of Bible studies or right. just to connect, that, that space has grown in their lives. So Vincent, as you joined us, um, Cass said she didn't want to be that weird mom who was kind of worried about her child's spiritual life. And of course you get that, right? You, you don't want a helicopter, but at the same time, you, you do worry about, you do think about, you do pray about your child's spiritual life. So in this odd time, um, is there an opportunity for college students to connect with the CCO, even in this virtual world? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, it is such a challenge. I, I have empathy for you, Kathy, and for every other parent who's out there whose college student has come home earlier than they anticipated. And, you know, college is an interesting time, not just for the students, but also for the parents, yeah. right? Because parents are in this moment of like, you are still my child uh, and you've been given sort of authority and responsibility past what you used to have. And so there's this very natural sort of loosening of the hands of parents and, and students kind of, um, uh, flapping their wings. And as my predecessor, Dan DP has said a few different times, um, uh, it's a little bit like sausage. Like you don't really want to watch how it's getting made. Uh, you just want to enjoy it afterward. Uh, and, and I think the transition from, uh, you know, the transition from being a high school kid to being a college student to becoming an adult is a little bit like watching the sausage get made. It's kind of nice that it happened somewhere else in some ways, but right. now it's happening in our own homes again. Yeah. Right. So, um, so there, there is this moment where, um, as a parent, you want to be praying and you want to be engaged. But at the same time, you have to recognize that these college students are young. They really are young adults, right? And sure. so they're kind of figuring some of this stuff out on their own. And so it's, it's good to stay engaged. You have more influence than you think you do. That's what the studies would say is that at this point, parents feel like, oh, they just want, they just want me to leave them alone. I've got a 10th grader in my house right now. And, you know, she is, she's in her glory in that she gets to do her school in her room and gets to talk to her friends and close the door. But, but I know that she still wants um, my wife and I to be very influential in her life. And so I would encourage you, you're right. You don't, you don't want to hover. You you don't want to do too much, but at the same time, you do want to stay involved and and find ways to stay engaged um, with your student that, that doesn't necessarily maybe feel like, Hey, I'm just telling you like, read the Bible, do online church. Um, we've been doing something which maybe, maybe I shouldn't say because we love our church so much, but one of the ways that we've been doing it is we've been saying, you know, we, so we go to church online every Sunday morning, right? Like most of America is doing right now that, yeah. that goes to church. So we've actually said to our kids, Hey, you know, we've always gone to St. Stephen's church in Swickley. We've been going there for 22 years. We love it. It's our family. But you know, if you guys want to, um, if you guys want to pick a different church this Sunday, just to see it, you can do that. Right. That was a way of making sure that we could get you know, our kids up and downstairs. And so we still watch the St. Stephen's service every Sunday, um, but we let them pick another church that they can watch too, just as a way of keeping them engaged. Um, yeah. So, 
So there, there's just a variety of ways that I think you can help your students be involved. I, I, I always think the greatest way is just to mirror to them what you want to see them doing. So if we're not in the scriptures every day, if we don't have an active prayer life, if we're not doing particular mm-hmm. things, you know, we're, we're all under the microscope right now, right? right? We're all in our homes together. So um, I always think the greatest way is to model the behaviors more than telling the behaviors. Yeah, that's for sure. I think we've experienced yeah. when you do the other thing, it doesn't work very well at all. We're talking yeah, to Vince Beard. Right. He's the president and the CEO of the, of the uh, CCO, the Coalition for Christian Outreach. I got all my C's and O's confused there for a minute. But, yeah. uh, now, you and I have a lot of friends who do campus ministry, a lot of friends in common. And um, in keeping in touch with them, one of the things that's been interesting to me is they said they've been doing like their same Bible study or their same, you know, D group or whatever it is they're doing. But they're actually getting more people in some cases than they had previously because they're getting like the siblings, of the student that they've yeah. always worked with. And now like their little sister's coming or their big brother's coming, um, or they've invited a friend of theirs from high school to the same Zoom meeting. And so there's this whole new level of interaction that we didn't have before all the quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's absolutely right. I mean, the, the definition of what we, we always talk about, one of the health, that one, you know that your ministry is very healthy when you've got strong student leadership. And the, the framing of what it means to be a student leader right now has changed. And, and I'm Kathy, I think you're pointing to it really well, which is uh, it's not going to your friends in the dorm and saying like, hey, come to the Bible study with me this weekend or come to this outreach thing we're doing. But it is connecting, you know, everyone's home. So why not invite your friends from high school? Why not invite your little brother or little sister or your big brother or, little, or, or big sister? Or, you know, when, as I referenced, I was having this conversation with not just our staff, but some students from Allegheny. Um, earlier today, they invited their parents, you know, and they said, hey, you want to see what That's I'm awesome. doing? Why don't you show up on the Bible study, you know? So uh, it, it is an interesting moment and a pretty unique opportunity. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of um, being in the, the college university world. Um, I've heard a lot of gloom and doom of projections into the future. And obviously I know, you know, I'm no doctor, so I'm not going to try to begin to say that I know how coronavirus is going to play itself out in our world. But what I will say is I think some of the predictions of um, the end of the brick and mortar university are grossly exaggerated. Um, mm. I actually think that there's going to be a movement to this end of people wanting to be face to face and in space again. So um, I actually think this could be a great opportunity as students are engaging one another online to then when we are able to go back to campus, that students will, you know, they'll so much so value that community that they're just not getting anywhere else. Nice. So Vince, uh, people are listening right now. If there's a mother or father or a student, are there resources online with the CCO would provide to get uh, those college students, those high school students engaged? Yeah, if they want to go to our website, um, which is ccojubilee, all one word, dot org, um, there are plenty of resources there um, that will, can point you to different campuses. So if you want to get involved in a Bible study or a fellowship group or something like that from a particular campus, maybe where your student goes or maybe where you went to school. We're even seeing some of our, our student alums are reconnecting um, with different university campus ministries. You can do it there. Um, the CCO is also offering other um, resources, which I can, I'll put in your, in your Facebook chat, which we're calling labs. Um, so I know that you all have been so good about talking about Jubilee and you're both there every year. Um, we are doing a series of labs 
um, with different speakers and on different topics. We actually have one tomorrow. We have a, we have a lunchtime lab at noon. Um, we're talking to a couple of students and we're kind of talking about what's happening on campus, but we've, cool. we've already interviewed Andy Crouch and we're interviewing Tiss Harrison Warren and Dean Weaver and a handful of other folks on different days. And so I can put that information up um, just as a way of, yeah. you know, being, having access to some content and figuring out, you know, what does it look like to be a faithful follower of Jesus during these interesting times? Excellent. Well, Vince, thanks an awful lot. We really appreciate uh, your stewardship of community students, college students across the U.S., the excellent work you're doing here locally as well. Uh, we're fans of the CCO and uh, certainly appreciate all, all the work that you're doing. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, well, it's always great to be with you both. Take care. Stay healthy. Uh, you as well. Vince Buren, he's the president of the CCO Coalition for Christian Outreach here in the city of Pittsburgh. CCO Jubilee is uh, the website to find easily and connect and to help yourself and your college student. We'll step away. we got a few minutes. Uh, listen, uh, how about in these strange times about taking family photos of you in quarantine? Portraitures, right? You on the front porch with your family in quarantine? Stay with us for that. Portraitures next. For over 20 years, Trinity Jewelers has helped us celebrate life's closest relationships. And while their store may be closed for now, they think it's worth remembering that in times like these, it's those relationships that keep us going. They remind us that this too will pass and to put our focus on the things that really matter. Our family, our friends, and a Savior who will never leave us nor forsake us. We're going to get through this together. The entire staff at Trinity Jewelers is looking forward to seeing you soon. We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. Hey, listen, there's some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit windowsarouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnarounds in the industry, a company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty, windowsarouspittsburgh.com. That's windowsarouspittsburgh.com. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com. Now, When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. 
Upworkovation.com. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. <clears throat> Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Snow and rain showers early tonight, otherwise remaining cloudy. Watch for slick spots late, low 27. Tomorrow, brisk and chilly with clouds breaking for some sun, high 45. Friday, cloudy and cold with rain from late morning on, perhaps mixing with a bit of snow at the start, high Friday, 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. course what's happening right now has uh, decimated a, a lot of people's incomes yes and when you think about um people in the arts right i mean there's no performance going on or anything like that but i saw an article today about a woman who's a photographer here locally in the city of pittsburgh uh, pittsburgh anita buzzy prentice is her name i saw this article at um nextpittsburgh.com okay so she's out of business basically but she went to her friend's house and she decided to you know, visit her friend from 10 feet away. So her friend came out on the front porch and they talked. And then she said to her friend, let me take your portrait. And so she took this picture of her friend sitting on her front porch with the dog, went home, and then she posted it on her Facebook page and then sent it out to an email newsletter that she has as part of her photography business. It went viral. People loved the porch photograph. Her husband has called... Um, this porch uh, photograph, a portrait, like oh, a portrait. Yeah. So you take your portrait. Now, whenever she got this on her Facebook page, 50 people said, please do this for us and our family. So she's committed to doing this. She said she drives around the city of Pittsburgh. She sets up her camera and then she takes a series of photographs, sends them to the, the, the people who were photographed. They choose and then no fees are exchanged. It's all done by a donation. If you really? like the image, it's, and if you don't want to donate, that's okay. She said she gets such a thrill out of giving this communal coming together time, this odd time in our society, just a little frame around where we are. That is that she, wonderful. She's got 60 more people that have already on a I waiting list. I love it. I want to get in the queue. Anita Buzzy Prentice. The place to go is buzzyphotography.com. And you can see all the people, I mean, the great photographs of families or singles sitting on their porch, smiling brightly in these strange times. Listen, I've said so many times to my kids, to my husband, to you, whoever's going to listen, that for the rest of your life, you're going to look back at these times and say, I can't believe we did that. Let's hope so. Let's it one and done. Exactly. But but these are monumental times. I mean, if, if you've dug in your backyard and found somebody who had left a diary or photographs of the Spanish flu epidemic in 1918, wouldn't you be fascinated? Heck yeah, you would. Yeah. Right. So if you want to preserve this, I think that's a terrific way to do it. I love Mark it. the time. Yeah. Love it. Take a break. Come back. Uh, we're going to talk about Mary Magdalene. What do we know? Um, just Why'd you start thinking week, about this? Well, because I was reading, I was listening to uh, an app that we have, Pray As You Go, and that's Gospel of John was featured with Mary Magdalene. That's next. 
101.5 WORD. If you remove the resurrection, if you deny this fundamental foundational truth of a God's redemption, if you doubt your eternal future, if you fear what is beyond the grave, you will not only live a powerless life, but you will live a messed up life. Join Dr. Michael Youssef all this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Wow, how the world has changed in just a few short weeks. If there is one thing COVID-19 has taught us is good hygiene. Wash your hands more often and wipe down frequently touched surfaces. Unfortunately, we also face another problem that has been around us since, well, time itself, rodents. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. Rodents usually carry diseases with them we do not want around us. Treating the problem the old-fashioned way with baits and traps only causes the problem to continue. Baits invite rodents in when you really should be trying to keep them out. So how do we keep them out? With Plug-In Pest Free, an electromagnetic device that utilizes the electrical wiring in your home to set up a no-go zone. Now that's fair dinkum. Look us up today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us, or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. In business today, being ready is more challenging than ever. As you work to keep your doors open and employees and customers protected, Cintas is here to help. Our trucks can deliver essential supplies like soap, microfiber towels, disposable gloves, paper towels, toilet tissue, and safety glasses. We can even sanitize your restrooms. We'll serve you with the speed and dedication you need. Learn how Cintas can help your business stay ready at Cintas.com. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. FOI, it's about more than sports and working out. It's about making my community better. Living a healthier life. Spending time together as a family. It's where I go to learn and play after school. The Y strengthens communities. By helping kids reach their full potential. Encouraging healthy living. And inspiring social responsibility. Get involved. Find a Y near you. Visit YMCA.net. Hey, thanks for being with us. Um, In my daily Bible readings, uh, I came across, of course, we've been reading along with the Easter story, but I I was reading John yesterday, and I was reading the story where Mary Magdalene runs to the tomb, the empty tomb, Mm -hmm. and she discovers that Jesus isn't there. I mean, it's a beautiful passage. Um, I think it's John 20, 11 through 18 that I was reading. Right. So she looks in. She looks in, and he's he's not not there, there, and there's two angels, right? right? One at the foot of the the tomb and one at the the head, and the angels say, he's not here, you know, Um, and her response is, you know, to weep. She's crying. Um, But then she turns around. And there's someone there who she thinks is the gardener. Gardener. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, why did you take him? Where did you take him? Do you know where they put him? Right. Um, I, I just... 
I love this G- so much. And then Jesus says her name, and all of a right. sudden, she knows, right? Mm-hmm. She sees. And then I was, after I was reading this, I, I went online and I was looking at different people's commentaries and some people were wry about it, but, but I just tried to put myself in that position where you love Jesus so much and you run to see Jesus, the tomb, and all of a sudden he's not there. And what kind of turmoil you would be in? Mm-hmm. You would be like, wouldn't you be like so freaked out? Who would steal my Lord's body? Why would they do such a thing? You'd be like outraged and at the same time brokenhearted and weeping. Mm-hmm. I just loved that so much. And it made me think about Mary Magdalene. And, uh, you know, as a child growing up, uh, especially from a Catholic education in the 70s, we were always taught that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute, that somehow, you know, she was this fallen woman. But as I read now, I see that that's not true. That Mary Magdalene was a woman of influence, perhaps a woman of means, who was one of the people who kept the ministry and everybody together with her contributions for whatever she was doing, whether it was money, whether it was providing food or whatnot. I just love the idea of someone being so faithful and so heartbroken at what's happened and then not recognizing the Lord and then discovering it is the Lord and what that would mean for someone's life. To talk about Mary Magdalene, we've invited Marlena Graves back on the program. Marlene is the author of The Way Up is Down, Finding Yourself by Forgetting Yourself, and A Beautiful Disaster, Finding Hope in the Midst of Brokenness. Marlena, welcome back. Oh, thank you. It's always a delight to be with you. Yeah. Okay, Marlena. So you heard, you know, uh, John's interest in Mary Magdalene. He's been thinking a lot about her since Sunday. Um, Talk about what we know about her. Well, um, you know, if you're just reading the Gospels, as I think he mentioned and alluded to, um, you know, there can be a lot of confusion. The, some people say that Mary Magdalene is, you know, the woman, a woman caught in sin, that she, you know, and some even um, I think Jesus Christ superstar, like she's, Jesus and Mary have a relationship, I think, with the Da Vinci Code, uh, and just all sorts of different, I think, misinformation out but um, I, I kind of have to agree with the Eastern Orthodox on here in the, the Eastern Church uh, that they say they're not, it's not the lady that wiped Jesus' feet, not her, it's not uh, the simple woman. It's true, demons were driven out of her, but they say they call her and others the um, apostle to the apostles and equal to the apostles because, as uh, was just mentioned, she was the first person, you know, she saw Jesus rise from the dead, and I thought it was interesting as you were sharing your reading that um, she also read in John, you know, Jesus made breakfast for uh, the apostles on the beach when he reinstated Peter, and they weren't sure who it was, you know, mm-hmm. right away. Um, right. But Mary, when she heard her name called, she knew the Lord's voice, and I think because she had such an intimate relationship with Jesus, and intimate doesn't mean sexual, you know, you could be close to your father or mother or someone, you, you know their voice, uh, or when, if you have children or a good friend. And, um, you know, she she ran and, and believed, you know, that she had seen Jesus. I mean, they thought she was out of her mind, that she maybe was seeing things, but no, she saw Jesus. And then we see in the Gospels, Peter and John, after she went and told them, ran later uh, to see for themselves that the, the tomb was empty. And so... I, I'm I'm really fascinated too by the topic of this discussion today. That um, she proclaimed the gospel, announced the good news that Jesus had risen from the dead, 
and um, and she and the other women that are mentioned. There's other women. I think it's in Luke that say uh, Joanna and the women from Herod's household who provided for Jesus and the disciples as they uh, for their ministry out of their own money and whether again whether it was cooking food out of their own money. A lot of women were involved in Jesus's ministry and in sharing the gospel. And so it's almost that Jesus, I mean, it's not almost, Jesus was countercultural in how he treated women. Um, and Mary Magdalene is, is an example of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's important to me that, that Mary Magdalene is mentioned in all four of the Gospels. And it's not just one mm-hmm. time. She's mentioned multiple times, 10, 12, 13 times by name. So clearly, yes. she had a big influence on what was going on. She was witness to so many things. She was, in many ways, a helper, a giver, a, a lover of Jesus, a lover in not mm-hmm. a sexual sense, but a lover of she recognized him as the Lord and Savior. And so she did her best to be around him as much as possible as anyone. We would think if we recognized him as the Lord and Savior, we would want to be that as well. Yeah, and interesting, too, again, you're picking up on that, that she is mentioned by name. Uh, there are a lot of people in the Gospels that aren't mentioned by name. And if, if you study church history or scripture, you know when people are mentioned by name, that's important. Yeah. Uh, that uh, If she's mentioned by name, means that she, you know, she had a, a reputation. I mean, in this case, a good reputation um, for being faithful to Jesus and being, I think, an influential person. Um, yeah. And not just because seven demons were driven out of her, but because of the ministry of living the gospel, meaning how she lived, being an eyewitness to who Jesus was, and the uh, gospel writers and the apostles, they all knew who she was. And, they all, and so did Jesus' mother, you know, because at the cross, and uh, she's also known, um, you know, she also helped um, take care of Jesus, you know, wrapped uh, put spices in his body. Again, the Eastern Church calls them the myrrh bearers. But, um, and so she's important for several reasons, and she's named in, the, yeah, in all of the Gospels. So they knew who she was. The early church and, you know, after Jesus uh, ascended into heaven, um, people knew who Mary Magdalene was, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, you know, from a woman's perspective, Kath, when you read the stories about Mary Magdalene, or you see women intersecting in the Gospels, does that mean something different to you than uh, wouldn't to me? Yeah, we've never talked about this, John, but, you know, you and I do the same devotional every day. And so we're, you know, reading the same scripture passages. And when I read that John passage, all I could, I was just overwhelmed with the idea that Jesus honored her so deeply mm-hmm. by appearing to her first. Yeah. I mean, w- we've read the story, what, countless times. And so okay. we just kind of go, okay, well, here he is. He didn't talk to Mary and she thinks he's a gardener. But but it was so countercultural, so shockingly weird and upside down that the God of the universe would choose a woman who was the host of for seven demons at one point. I mean, it to me, it's one of the, that story about Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene at the tomb, and then Jesus talking, um, being touched by the woman who had the issue of blood. For some reason, Mm -hmm. those two stories are so tender to me. They're just, they showed Jesus in such a beautiful role of caring and lifting women up. I just, I love it. Marlena, what do you say about that? No, I completely agree. And it kind of goes along with my book that's going to come out here in July, The Way Up is Down, because in the kingdom, 
you know, in the world, we have to climb the ladder of success, but the kingdom's the opposite. You know, right. the way up in the kingdom is humility coming down, not lording it over people. And um, I talk about that, and, but even aside from my book, I'm just fascinated that Jesus moved towards the what the world would call, not, not necessarily I'd call, but people high up would call the losers of society. He wasn't born in a palace. He wasn't born in Alexandria, Egypt. He was born in the boondocks, right? And the people that he elevated were the humble. What's important to God is, you know, our character, our love for him, how we treat other people, not how much money we have and what our positions are. And you're exactly right. He just upended societal expectations by appearing to a woman first. I mean, it wasn't Peter who, um, you know, the... It called the rock. It wasn't anyone else. It was. It could have been Mary. the disciple whom Jesus loved, but it wasn't. No. Yeah. Right. Right. Somebody and, out uh, of the corner of society yeah. that people really didn't pay much attention right. to. Right. Right. Marlena, thanks an awful lot. We really appreciate the yeah. conversation today and you joining us here. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Our pleasure. Marlena Graves, her forthcoming book is called The Way Up is Down, Finding Yourself by Forgetting Yourself, and A Beautiful Disaster, already in print, A Beautiful Disaster, Finding Hope in the Midst of Brokenness. We've been talking about Mary Magdalene. Do yourself a favor and go and read and study. I mean, it's just a fascinating figure and the relationship itself. Don't study in the Da Vinci Code. It's not going to help No, please do not. No, that's ridiculous stuff. Take a break. Be right back. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. It's a different kind of pandemic. I'm referring to the left's attack on free speech. The attack born on college campuses and now has spread through the media, online, and at your place of work. If you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the hard left will come to shut you down. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, starring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. Netflix won't carry it. Amazon Prime won't carry it. But now, you can watch this important film from the comfort of your home. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn how you and your family can exercise your First Amendment rights and express the principles, values, and ideas you hold dear. Go to nosafespaces.com now. That's nosafespaces.com. We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. Hey, listen, there's some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnarounds in the industry, a company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. There will be parties again soon and family gatherings. There will be parades and sporting events and concerts. 
to help our communities when they come back together. Respond to the 2020 Census now. Spend a few minutes online today to impact the next 10 years of healthcare, infrastructure, and education. Respond online today to make America's tomorrow brighter. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Pandemic, market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 10 for your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane. Or call Accurate Solutions Group now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Well, I think the question for a lot of people, uh, especially business leaders, yeah, is when. When do we reopen the economy? Mm -hmm. When do the strictures come down and people start to go out, stores start to open, and we start to mingle and start to spend? It's kind of weird today that I think a lot of people, maybe everybody got their $1,200 check, right, from the government. So all of a sudden that money's in people's banks. Uh, Where do you go spend it if you wanted to spend it in the first place? Right. Well, I'm looking at um, today online, publicsource.org. It's a really interesting site that we follow, and exactly what it says. It is a public source information. It's a new site. But in there, they talk about Pennsylvania Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, who said yesterday she is confident that the state has begun to flatten the curve of uh, the COVID-19 cases. She thinks uh, that um, the state would reopen, saying that it would likely happen piecemeal, rolling out in certain counties sooner than others. Mm -hmm. He previously predicted it would be two months before the um, mitigation efforts were rolled back, but she said that she believes that some places would open before that, depending upon what Governor Tom Wolf decides. Now, Governor Wolf, of course, is talking to the administration, the presidential administration, and many other governors across the country. There is no magic bullet here, and they're just waiting to see what the curve looks like and where the hot spots are before they proceed cautiously. Yeah, I mean, cautious is the word, right? I mean, none of us want to get into this too fast, but of course, we're all desperate to resume whatever we can resume. You know, the friends I have, John, who are out of work, it's you know, it's breaking my heart. This is a, a time of such incredible challenge. So, of course, we want to get the heck out of it. But, sure. you know, I think something that Dr. Fauci said that I've come back to multiple times is that as frustrated as we are with the fact that there are different regulations in different places, he said that's really the most effective way to dole out health policy and safety because the people who are local on the scene know what's going on there and they should make the decisions for their own people. So I know there are crazy people who are saying, go ahead and have your parade or your meeting or whatever, but those are outliers. I think most people who are in governmental positions are interested in the health and safety in a paramount sense of the people who live in their area. And so those people can decide something different than the people in Pittsburgh decide. We're no going to have to, we're going to have to accept that if things are going to open up piecemeal. Sure. I'm following along a Twitter account of someone in Wuhan, China. Those structures have already been dissolved. People are allowed to move around. What's interesting is they're saying the government officials, whether you can believe this or not, of course, because it's China, that 60 to 80% of the people are out moving around, which says what, 30, 40% of the people, maybe they're being extra cautious. They want, right. don't want to get sick. They don't want to die. So they're going to hold back. I think right. that's what's going to happen to us as well. But, but you're right. 
Are we really going to believe that? No. I mean, they've told us crazy stuff over and over again. Even when those strictures are are opened up, are you willing to go out to a pirate? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if I'm ready to charge back out there and say, okay, I guess the worst is over. How do we know? Cough, cough. Here we go. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has announced state residents will be required to wear face coverings when they're out. The new mandate will require a mask or face covering on busy streets, public transit, or any situation where people cannot maintain six feet of social distancing. That mandate takes effect on Friday. California will give cash payments to immigrants living in the country illegally who have been hurt by the coronavirus. Governor Gavin Newsom announcing the state will use a mix of taxpayer dollars and charitable contributions to give up to 150,000 adults $500 each. Stocks closing lower on Wall Street as more signs emerge of the economic damage being caused by the coronavirus outbreak. The Dow fell 445 points today. The Nasdaq off 122 and the S&P dropped 62. This is SRN News. Hello, friends. It's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. We are hoping you are all healthy and safe. Our family wanted to let you know that because our cows are requiring twice-a-day milking, the Spring House is still open for you to stop by for your farm fresher from our herd milk and hot-out-of-the-oven breads and buns and meats and cheeses and cookies and anything that will make life happy and comfy and easier during these uncertain times. Our buffet is still full of family recipe lunches and suppers every day to take home to eat at your own family table. And our catering team even created a special take-and-bake meal, which you can check out online. We even ordered in extra toilet paper in case any of you are in a pinch. We've been so blessed this last week by customers thanking us for staying open and, best of all, telling us that they're praying for us. We just wanted to let you know that we are praying for all of you, too. Here's a big hug from all of us at the Spring House to you. We love you. Are you on a credit card treadmill, paying high interest rates and only making minimum payments? The credit card companies love keeping you on their treadmill, going faster and faster and getting nowhere. It's time to call National Debt Relief. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, consolidation loans, medical bills, or collection accounts, National Debt Relief may be able to resolve your debt for a fraction of what you owe with no need for bankruptcy or a consolidation loan. National Debt Relief has resolved more than $3 billion of debt and has helped over 100,000 clients get off the credit card treadmill. Get off the credit card treadmill and get on the road to financial freedom. Call the company ranked number one for debt resolution and rated A plus with the Better Business Bureau, National Debt Relief. For your free no-obligation evaluation, call today, 800-990-4711, When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to 
Dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it. ENK Excavation has over a hundred years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code half off. That's puretalkusa.com promo code half off. Snow and rain showers early tonight, otherwise remaining cloudy. Watch for slick spots late, low 27. Tomorrow, brisk and chilly with clouds breaking for some sun, high 45. Friday, cloudy and cold with rain from late morning on, perhaps mixing with a bit of snow at the start, high Friday, 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour, the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Thanks for being along today. Hope that uh, wherever you are, you are strong and healthy and feeling uh, positive today. Just one more day in the notch of uh, COVID uh, isolation. Mm-hmm. Kath, uh, are you watching much? I'm watching less than I have in the past, to be honest with you. Touche. So am I. Yeah. Right? I think I'm in a, a different zone here. However, just one more episode or five, that is the mantra of millions and millions of Americans who suddenly find themselves uh, stuck at home during the pandemic. A survey, this is a new survey from studyfinds.org of 2,000 United States residents, finds that the average American is currently streaming, get this, eight hours or more of content per day and finishing three TV series per week. What? (laughs) Eight hours a day, three series per week. Moreover, parents in the survey have started to fall back on streaming services to get a break from their kids in all 65% of people surveyed, parents surveyed, say they're allowing their kids to watch more TV during the pandemic. And for the most part, people have four streaming services they are subscribing to, right? Well, it's a lot of streaming services. Yeah. Okay. I understand any parent who wants to let their kids watch more more stuff on the screen right now because God bless all of you. I would be losing my mind. Mm Mm-hmm. However, eight hours, like the average American adult is watching eight hours a day. Yep. Binge watching. That's crazy. That's not, I I don't, you know, I shouldn't be criticizing anybody because we're all doing the best we can. We're just doing the best you can. You're right. Especially, uh, especially people who are like, what if you're living in an apartment, like in a high rise, right? Right. You got a a one bedroom apartment or a two bedroom apartment and you're, you're not running out to the backyard and hanging out. You're not going out for a a walk quickly or you're stuck in an elevator with people. You don't want to be stuck in an elevator. Yeah. 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 Okay. You get that. All right. So 
take back any my critical tone that I had a few moments ago. But let me let me (laughs) absolve you of all your sins. Not really. Let me change it (laughs) to ask you. It's not that I'm not watching anything because I watch I watch something every night after we're done with the show. The day is just taken up with you know us getting ready for this. But at night, I find that I'm watching different things than I've ever watched before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I used to be in, in, in normal life. I love some kind of long arc story. So like the Bosch series on Amazon is one of my mm-hmm. favorites. I don't know if we're in season four or five, whatever it is. I've seen every episode of that. Um, I loved uh, the Bureau, which was streaming on uh, some Sundance channel, which yeah, I sure bought, yeah. which I paid for for two months just so I could watch that series because it is just that good. It's a, it's a series that's produced in France. So I, and that I think was three seasons or four seasons, immersed myself in that. I can't do that now. No, it's too much. And I don't have the attention span. Like, you know, early on, early on in this, I was watching the pandemic thing on Netflix. I stopped watching that. Well, thank goodness. Cause Mike pressure. and I just, Mike <laughs> and I much. talked multiple times behind your back about the fact that yeah. that was a silly idea. You know what I'm watching? What? Two decade old baby videos that I recorded when our kids were super little. No way. So it's, it's kind of fun because you get to see your little kids. You're watching that every single day. Well, we watched the last couple of nights, Really? but you're watching yourself, you know, from 20 some years ago and you go, well, (laughs) I don't know. That's so bad. Or, or, Oh, that was a bad parenting moment. Mm -hmm. So I'm criticizing myself either by my, or by my attitudes from two decades ago. I can only watch it in small doses. Okay. So listen to what we're watching. (laughs) We, every single night. And, and so it's usually my husband and I who are together at night because both of our daughters are students and they've just got a lot of work to do right now. So they're just not sitting in front of the TV. But when we sit down to watch something, it's either a travel documentary. That's good. Or something historical. We never discussed this. We never said, hey, in our quarantine time, maybe we should focus on the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it was like an organic thing. Oh, that's cool. So there's this weird series. I mean, you're all going to think I sound like I'm 95 and I don't care. But there's this series that the BBC showed that's streaming on Amazon right now. It's about this guy who walks around England. Okay. I know it sounds like that couldn't be more boring, but what's it called? Walking through history is what it's called. And so this dude will go to a spot in the UK. It's not just England. He'll go to a spot in the UK and he'll spend four days like walking 10 or 12 miles a day in all these, in all these different sectors of the UK. And he talks about the history of the area and you get to see the area and whatever. We're so into it. Oh, nice. Okay. Walking through history. I'll take it. I know. I can, I'm waiting to get all your comments right here on Facebook. We're streaming live, by the way, all these people saying you must be the most boring couple on earth. No, you know, that makes a lot of sense because if you're stuck inside, you want to go out and see the greater world. So what better way to do it than, you know, through somebody else's eyes, right? That's a, that's a good point. Watching him walking with abandon 10 miles a day for four days in a row. It's like, wouldn't you love to do that? Yeah. Heck yeah. Wish I could transfer those steps to my own body, you know, 10 miles a day. Yeah. Walking through history. That's what I'm into. All right. Very good. Yeah. Okay. So streaming. So are you watching anything else other than your kid? Like 20 years ago? I got to be honest. My attention span for video, you know, because the day is, well, the day is long here leading up to And by the time we have dinner, it's eight o'clock or so we, you know, you're finished dinner at a quarter to nine. And we're so tired. Yeah. Yeah. We're lame. (laughs) We're super lame. I got to go to bed. I just, I need to take a nap. That's all.
Anyway, we are streaming. Uh, we'd love to get your comments on Facebook, 101.5 Word yep. FM. You can watch us there or at the Ride Home with John and Kathy. If you're not able to catch today's show from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, you can always log on tonight and nice. uh, watch the show unfold. Okay, so we've been talking about, like everybody has, about COVID-19, right? Well, uh, as a service to ourselves and to you as well, we found our own Dr. Fauci in a way right here in the city of Pittsburgh. Dr. Rick Zimmerman is with us. He has got his finger on the pulse mm-hmm. through the CDC of what's happening with the pandemic right in Western Pennsylvania. He will join us next. So stick around for that, won't you please? Dr. Richard Zimmerman talking about what everyone's talking about, but with great insight and knowledge. That'll be the difference. That's next on The Ride Home. WORD. At home, at work, or when home is work. We're here with the information, teaching, conversation, music, inspiration, and hope you need right now. Use your smart speaker to connect to Pittsburgh stations sharing the word that changes the world. Okay. Find us at The Word Pittsburgh, 101.5 WORD. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. It's a different kind of pandemic. I'm referring to the left's attack on free speech. The attack born on college campuses and now has spread through the media, online, and at your place of work. If you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the hard left will come to shut you down. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, starring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. Netflix won't carry it. Amazon Prime won't carry it. But now, you can watch this important film from the comfort of your home. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn how you and your family can exercise your First Amendment rights and express the principles, values, and ideas you hold dear. Go to nosafespaces.com now. That's nosafespaces.com. With all that is going on today regarding the coronavirus, City Mission needs you now more than ever. City Mission has taken precautions to protect its vulnerable resident population. You can help. Any donations you believe will help during this time are greatly appreciated to continue to serve both City Mission residents and our community and keep City Mission doors open. For all the details, please visit citymission.org and please join City Mission in prayer to get through these challenging times. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique. But you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
Well, it's here, isn't it, right? I mean, we've been anticipating this COVID-19 hitting the shores of Western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh. And I I think we were holding our breath for a month or so as we were watching what was going on in New York Mm -hmm. City. But it does feel as though it has arrived here in the city of Pittsburgh. Dr. Richard Zimmerman is with us. Dr. Zimmerman has over 200 publications on vaccines and vaccine-preventable diseases. He's led multiple federally funded research projects on vaccines. He also, Dr. Zimmerman, has practiced part-time at the inner city of Pittsburgh for over 25 years at the East Liberty Family Healthcare Clinic, has been a regular guest as we uncover uh, the layers of the pandemic that we are currently engulfed in. And Dr. Zimmerman, welcome once again. Thank you so much for your presence here on our show. Uh, glad to be here, John and Kathy. Hey, I saw a, pneumonia, a pneumonia case, a COVID pneumonia case last week, and the woman was so weak that she couldn't stand for in, for several minutes um, and had to sit. And we sent her to the hospital, and fortunately, she's recovering. But I know there's COVID fatigue. But let me tell you, as a physician, COVID's real. Um, people in Pittsburgh are suffering. The county health department indicates um, that we've had fatalities locally, uh, about 26, nationally about 25,000. To put that in perspective, in a typical flu year, we have about 23, 24,000 deaths in just a typical year. So we've now reached a typical flu year. And just think of all of what's happened to keep the numbers that low. Um, It's really amazing. We still have it in Pittsburgh, about 9% positivity on the tests done in the last few days. So it's here. Okay, so you said 9% positivity, Rick? That's right. And that's been fairly constant. Um, the, the testing is about 9%. So we're fortunate. Uh, compare it when I do flu studies in peak of flu season, we'll see 20 uh, to 30%, sometimes 35% positivity. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not, the social distancing is flattening the curve. It's actually yeah. working. Okay, Rick, can you talk about the availability of testing in Western Pennsylvania? Testing is now available. Um, And so one of the things nationally that um, there's been more capacity than has actually been used, and I've seen uh, testing results going from taking a week or close to a week to within a couple days of test results getting back. So the testing capabilities have opened up, and while I don't know that we can say everybody get tested, if somebody has a reason to be tested, uh, they should seek testing. Fabulous. So, Rick, um, maybe uh, two to three weeks or so ago, Dr. Fauci was um, at the, the daily press briefings, and he said, you know, we're looking at the numbers. We're just looking at models and projections. Maybe there might be 100,000, maybe as many as 250,000 deaths. Now, you're saying that that is not going to happen, that there is a lot less deaths, which is really good news, right? It is. And in fact, if you'd asked me on more back of the envelope to do the calculations on what I thought would happen if we didn't do anything, again, that's a big if, if we did nothing, I would have guessed 400,000. And so that we are seeing, you know, it's tragic to lose people, but um, you know, the worst year for flu in the last decade has been 79,000. And that was the worst year. And so I don't know where we'll end up, but I don't think we're looking at 400,000 like I would have guessed if we did nothing. 
Okay. And so I'm sure, Rick, you've news. heard this. All the naysayers are going, wait a second, we're wrecking the economy. We've shut everything down. Uh, it's not nearly as bad as it's expected. So we should open up again. What do you think? I think we have to be very careful and roll that out. Will it be, and, and I realize there are tensions between um, economic development and people having food, which is, you know, important to sustain life. Yes. Um, and yet the transmission of disease can be deadly. In the 2009 pandemic, so that was just a little over a decade ago, we had a summer and fall wave. That pesky virus didn't obey the uh, rules, if viruses have rules to live by, of uh, being a winter respiratory virus. And so I don't think we can say for sure that COVID is going to you know, follow the rules of a winter respiratory virus. Okay. So I, I saw a, an article today, and I'm sure, Rick, you're like all of us are knee-deep if you're, you're so engaged, such as the you know, COVID fatigue. But I think it was a, a study that was out of Harvard that they're saying social distancing should take place at least through 2022. I mean, what? is that a reality? Well, we certainly saw in the 2009 flu pandemic that there was multiple waves, or at least three waves of the pandemic flu and that, you know, they started in 2009 and then we had another two waves of that. And it was really fascinating is before that uh, pandemic, we had a different strain of H1N1 that was circulating for years and years, totally replaced that with the pandemic and related uh, subsequent strains. So I think while we can't afford to have, total shutdown for two years, that until we get a vaccine, we may need some rolling, and we have to learn of this, um, social distancing at various levels. It may vary by location, depending on what they've experienced and things like the temperature and humidity. But I think we will need um, prolonged rolling care, um, else we will suffer the consequences. Dr. Rick Zimmerman with us. He has over 200 publications on vaccines and vaccine-preventable diseases. He's practiced part-time in the inner city of Pittsburgh for over 25 years at the East Liberty Family Healthcare Center, and he's been kind enough over the last weeks to share his expertise with us as we've been dealing with the COVID-19 situation here in Western Pennsylvania. Now, Rick, let me ask you about an article you forwarded to John and I from um, the Journal of the American Medical Association talking about maybe an alteration in how physicians are looking at actually what is transmitting the disease one person to another. So the concern, of course, is droplets that, you know, we cough, we sneeze, whatever, and that's transmitted to another person. But this article was talking about COVID-19 being found in the um, in the air conditioning ducts of patients who had the disease in hospitals, which makes them think that it's more of like a, a cloud of COVID. Uh, can you talk about what the difference would be and what that would mean? Sure. We've long in the field of respiratory viruses thought of small droplets that are aerosolized and can stay suspended and travel long distances versus larger droplets that go to the ground within a couple of yards. Um, and so now the, the sneeze, and if you may want to post the uh, video link on your website because it's a fascinating look at a sneeze, um, as you caught, it can go seven, eight yards of sneeze. And so it has the potential to carry that. 
Other data from another article do suggest that you can transmit COVID not just within the two yards that we've been talking about, but actually out to four yards with some data that came out of China in one of their hospitals. Um, so does it really go eight yards? I think the jury is out on that. There's a difference between being able to find a virus and for enough of the virus to be there to cause disease. And so I think now okay. the science has gone that we know that within perhaps four yards, there can be enough virus to, to potentially cause disease. But I don't know that enough gets out at eight yards. I see. We'll have to find out. Can you find it? Yes. yes. But is it enough to be infectious? Don't know. So, Rick, can you talk about the deaths that have happened already? Uh, is it safe to say that the large majority of people who have passed have passed because of pre-existing conditions? Um, most of the people have had pre-existing conditions, yes. There's a predominance um, of those of us who are males in that, um, of people who have smoked, of people who are very overweight, um, and uh, those who have chronic diseases, heart disease, diabetes has been a big one that's shown up in new data I was looking at recently from one of the publications showing that again. So we're seeing that with obesity, diabetes, smoking, um, heart disease. So yes, uh, most of the deaths are in that. Age is a major factor. Um, and BMI, the obesity is showing up to be a major yeah. factor. Yeah. Dr. Rick Zimmerman with us. Rick, I want to ask you a question that someone's posted on our Facebook page. This is from Ryan. Uh, he said, Rick, as a practicing healthcare provider in Pittsburgh, I'm worried about the rate of false negative COVID tests. What do we do about that? We don't have anything great to do. We can retest. That is an excellent question. And it's one of the things to find this virus, you amplify it. So you amplify it once and then you, your specimen and then again and again and again. And when I do flu work, we typically begin to see results when we amplify 20 times. Um, and we consider it a good, you know, fairly positive when we amplify 20 times. And we cut off and saying it's no longer positive at 30. This virus, we're seeing more results, 25 to 30 amplifications and the cutoff is 40. So you, it is a much harder virus to find, and therefore it can be missed. It can be missed because a person's not shedding. It can be missed because the person who's collecting the specimen didn't get a good specimen. Um, and this is a harder virus to find than flu. I see. Wow. So, Rick, I, I know that you can't uh, crystal ball uh, the future, but I, I've got kids who are, you know, who are college students, as you as well, what do you think? I mean, by mid-August, um, will there be enough um, uh, sort of effort uh, that our kids will go off back to college again? Good question. I don't know that I am confident enough to make that prediction yet. Uh, I think this virus is going to uh, change a lot of things for a while, and I do think it'll, it's going to change a lot of things for at least a year. Um, I do want to note something that your, some of your listeners probably have had covid and there is one of the promising treatments, and the idea is long time tested in, um, in medicine, and that's to use plasma from somebody who's had COVID to treat somebody who is in the hospital and seriously ill. And that preliminarily is showing promise. 
and they're looking for donors at the Red Cross, or there's a lab group who does this transfusion medicine called AABB. Easy to remember, right? AABB. Um, and you can just go to that website.com. Um, and so some of your listeners might really be able to um, serve the community and their brothers and sisters by donating plasma. Rick, let me ask you another question that someone has posted on our page. Uh, This is Brian. Brian listens or actually watches the stream from Western Australia. And he talks about the fact that Australia has already decided they're not relaxing any of their emergency orders or restarting the economy until at least the end of April. He's concerned about us doing that in the United States. Do you have any idea about how people are approaching that or who in Western Pennsylvania is going to be making that determination? Well, I think one level of it will be the governor of the state of Pennsylvania. There will be another level with the um, county health department and the city of Pittsburgh. Obviously, the two entities work together. Uh, I think we will have to have guidance from them. I'm hoping that we will get, and I mentioned this last week, I don't know that I did a real good job of explaining it to your listeners, but there are antibody tests that are being worked on fast. And those antibody tests, there's one of them, the immunoglobulin M test, that shows recent infection. And if you've got that, then you are potentially infectious. However, the other antibody, IgGG, um, is likely to show someone who's had a more past infection. So with that combination of those two antibodies, we can tell who might be currently infected versus who was infected in the past. And then person infected in the past then can be the frontline workers in a school, in the police force, in the fire, in the hospital, because they've already been infected. Right. This is interesting to me, Rick, because my husband was sick, very, very ill in December, January and February. It went on for a long time. And he actually did test positive for the flu. And then he got pneumonia after that. But it was a series of different infections. They were all affected him in a pulmonary fashion. And so we've wondered if maybe the third infection or whatever, or the third attack on him was the COVID virus. And so we've thought, I wonder if he could get tested and find out if it really was that and then maybe he could be you know doing something different now in a in a way that would be significantly helpful to someone well i have two things I, the tests are being looked at by fda and it's a big research area i'm not aware of any test that has been released by fda okay. yet nor a test that's available yet in pittsburgh um that just, uh, this stuff is changing practically by the day so it's hard to keep up with the, the fast but it, it's coming sure. Um, the second is I've been involved. Uh, I work with John Williams, who needs the, a lot of the credit at Children's Hospital as the uh, lead virologist, clinical virologist there. And John's lab has tested the specimens from my study and his study, and there were not anybody positive in the hundreds and hundreds of specimens that we've tested um, or he tested for me um, in January or February. First specimen positive was March, and that's the first time that anybody in a clinical lab came positive as well. So I don't believe it circulated December, January, or February in Pittsburgh. That's good news. Rick, just a couple more things. Um, Of course, the spotlight is white hot on COVID, which it should be. But what about just regular health care needs for people who have other maladies? I mean, I wonder, you know, is the engine still operating? People who have what? Um, 
Can you go see your family physician? Is it available? I mean, people who are respiratory or have cancer or uh, any other things, what does that look like as far as what's happening here at, uh, you know, UPMC and Highmark Hospitals? Sure. Well, I will say on Thursday, I was in the office seeing patients. I saw a number of my patients with diabetes who need blood work done to check how their sugars are. And uh, I also saw people in respiratory clinic where we were testing for COVID. And um, so um, our office is open. However, on Monday um, afternoon, all of the patients I, quote, saw, end quote, were all televisits. Um, and we're doing televisits uh, either by pure phone or by internet with video and phone. So, and tomorrow I'm uh, a televisit doc, and Friday morning I'm an in, in my office doc. So, um, a lot of our practices have moved to doing televisits or televideo visits, and it actually works pretty well. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, Rick, just one more thing. Uh, obviously, you're a man of science. As a medical doctor, we know you intimately as a man of faith. How are those two things working in your life right now? I mean, I'm not asking you to, to reveal anything, but when you think about God in your life and your prayer life and your family and the greater community, how do you balance those things? Well, certainly, uh, and, and please pray for us in the healthcare field because we uh, have risks, obviously, from our occupation to be exposure. And there's uh, certainly, um, and I was feeling it not so much this week, but previous weeks, just the heavy hours um, in trying to keep up clinically and developing research protocols in work. Um, so I'm uh, like in the bottom of other people's to have the time to spend in having devotional lives. I'm reading in Psalms right now, um, and in the Psalms uh, can be pretty powerful in giving us strength to stand on. And so that's where I'm right. I'm in the Psalm 25, 26, 27 area today. And uh, I encourage your listeners, we need that spiritual support um, and appreciate uh, those who pray for the medical professionals we need it thank you well rick sure. god bless you really yeah. for, for you on the front lines We're for all those for men you. and women out there no matter where you're a medical doctor or you're someone who's doing cleanup work in the hospital i mean all of or you or if you're a pa or if you are a nurse or an lpn or a phlebotomist or you're a really. radiation tech whatever it is we're praying for all of we you we are truly a great sense of gratitude for your presence so uh be well be strong dr mm-hmm. zimmerman always appreciate your time here all right. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm. Our pleasure. Dr. Richard Zimmerman. Uh, okay. Good information, John. Yeah, I think so. Good information. Um, in some ways, it, it, it helps with the anxiety. When you mm-hmm. hear it from a, you know, a doctor himself who's given it to you straight, as bad as things are or as bad as things could have been, we seem to be in a pretty good place. So I think yeah. the word here is keep doing what you're, what doing. you're doing. Stay separate. Don't go out and run around. Do what you got to do and stay home. Right. We'll take a break. Uh, we got more ahead. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, China's love affair with Shakespeare. What? Stick around for that. Be right back. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part. 
Because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. Demand the yellow van. For over 20 years, Trinity Jewelers has helped us celebrate life's closest relationships. And while their store may be closed for now, they think it's worth remembering that in times like these, it's those relationships that keep us going. They remind us that this too will pass and to put our focus on the things that really matter. Our family, our friends, and a Savior who will never leave us nor forsake us. We're going to get through this together. The entire staff at Trinity Jewelers is looking forward to seeing you soon. Over these many months, you've heard Kath and I sing the praises of Grove City College. We do so because both Kathy and I have children attending Grove City. We write the checks. We're part of the community. We know firsthand about the excellence of Grove City. I do believe that the education there is excellent. And the uh, interactions I've had with professors, with university administration, and just the experience of my kid. I mean, it's just been wonderful for our family to see her develop in a place that's committed not just to her education, but also to cultivating her calling in life. She feels like she's getting an individual approach while at the same time being a part of a great university environment. And that's it. You've seen your child develop. They walk in as a young freshman. Four years later, they're going to come out as a fully formed functioning adult with a really strong theological background, great friends that last a lifetime. To me, that's the essence of what a quality education is when your child goes to college. So if you're thinking about college for your child, we'd highly recommend you make a visit to Grove City College. It's a beautiful old campus Mm -hmm. surrounded by so many wonderful things. Make sure that your child puts that on their list as they go about looking at higher education. Grove City College, look at it online at gcc.edu. Stop by for a visit and say, hey, John and Kathy sent me. That's Grove City College. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Snow and rain showers early tonight, otherwise remaining cloudy. Watch for slick spots, late low 27. Tomorrow, brisk and chilly with clouds breaking for some sun, high 45. Friday, cloudy and cold with rain from late morning on, perhaps mixing with a bit of snow at the start. By Friday, 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Hey, thanks for being with us. Um, a society oftentimes is defined, especially in uh, pre-video times, by what it read. Right, mm-hmm. you think about the the rise of the Bible in the free world, mm-hmm. and how many people read the Bible or heard about the Bible from their priest at Sunday services. Now, or with that, Mark Twain, yes, of course, or John Steinbeck, or yes. Toni Morrison, those widely read authors or books informed the general consensus of the public mm-hmm. with morality and ethics how to live oftentimes or not how to live. Right. Case in point, take William Shakespeare. For many years, 
hundreds and hundreds of years, the two major English language books were the Bible and the complete affected works of William Shakespeare. Now, it goes worldwide because, of course, Shakespeare translated into thousands of languages around the world, Hamlet, Macbeth, Two Gentlemen of Verona, you name it. The lessons that are inherent in those great classic works go into people's lives and people's cultures, Mm -hmm. such is the case with China. I would would never have expected this, John. This is an article we saw today in uh, Penta.com, and it talks about the fact that there was just an exclusive deal brokered with the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust in Stratford-upon-Avon in the UK, a a, a region, I, I think it's a city in China called Fujian acquired rights to build a replica of the 16th century house of Shakespeare, where he was probably born along with another, where he is thought to have died because there are so many people in China who have come to revere Shakespeare. Now, if you know anything about the history of China, you're thinking of the cultural revolution and you're thinking, how did Shakespeare make it through? But before we even get to that point, I was interested, John, to read about how in Queen Victoria's era, the late 19th century, there were British expats who, because of Britain's colonialism, had gone to live in Shanghai or gone to live in Hong Kong, and they brought Shakespeare with them. Mm-hmm. And it stayed. So you can kind of see when you think about the you know imperialist history of England, how that might have happened. But it's a weird mix. I mean, when you look at, you know, the language, the Chinese language, how does iambic pentameter translate over into the Chinese language? I mean, I'd I love to go and see, you know, Shakespeare performed in Chinese in front of a Chinese audience and to see how that would work. Right. right. But you wouldn't really even be able to assess that because without knowing Mandarin, you wouldn't be able to get the intricacies and the layers of language which right. make Shakespeare what he is. It's really right? wild, isn't it's, it? Yeah. It's it's very strange. So adaptations of Shakespeare, it says, uh, the story started to circulate in China in the early 1900s. Um, but then when the Cultural Revolution happened um, right. in the 1960s, Chinese enthusiasts, of course, put Shakespeare off. But then... After Mao's death in 76, they had kept their copy somewhere. They buried it in the backyard or whatever. And then the love of Shakespeare started to research. That's fabulous, isn't it? So, I mean, Shakespeare, uh, of course, uh, Shakespeare seems dangerous, though, John. Shakespeare Shakespeare is dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, definitely it's dangerous. That's why Shakespeare has been so popular for so long, because the stories that this genius, this singular genius wrote, they transcend race, time, culture. They transcend everything. I'm I'm telling you, this is a great time to read Shakespeare. And for anybody who has never read Shakespeare, you think, what? I don't even know what they're talking about. What's that language? Think about this. If you're a Bible reader, and the first time you read the Bible in the King James Version, the language is odd. It's a little stilted. You have to really concentrate and work to decipher what exactly is being said. But then again, like any language that you're learning, the more you do it, the easier it Mm -hmm. is to understand it, Mm -hmm. right? Such is the case with Shakespeare. What about watching Shakespeare? We talked about the fact that the average American somehow is streaming eight hours a day of yeah. content. There are so many wonderful adaptations. I would way, way, way. I mean, I love to read, but I do not enjoy reading Shakespeare, but I love to watch it performed. Yeah. Well, do yourself a favor because if you have, sure. If do you, you have any, to, do you have any favorites there? 
Well, I'd I go back. I mean, I always go back just just recently. I think less than two weeks ago, Turner Classics was doing uh, Olivier's Macbeth, mm, which is okay. like, you know, from like 1949. You know, it's okay. black and white. It's fabulous. I mean, you know, in his time, Olivier was considered the greatest actor of his generation, probably of many generations. And so he took full advantage of that pulpit that he had, and he produced any number of Shakespeare pieces. Now, of course, Kenneth Branagh has become, you know, sort of anointed as the new Olivier in many ways. Mm -hmm. And his, you know, Henry V, fabulous. Shakespeare in love, outstanding. So there's so What about um, Much Ado About Nothing? Wonderful piece. Love Kenneth. Hamlet, his Hamlet. Yep. Boy, it, it's about 18 hours long. You can't but it's go beautiful. wrong. I mean, it's if you would engage yourself, especially with his free time, and think, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch this. I know nothing about it. I have no interest, only because someone said you should watch it. You're going to learn so much. And the, the, you know what? You might end up loving it. Mm. So recommend it. Yeah. Shakespeare on video streaming. You got some time, do it. If you got even more time, read it. It'll change your life. I guarantee it. WORD. These are uncertain times. You may be searching for resources that help with your fears and anxieties. We've found a great one and want to send it to you free. A 14-page guide with 10 ways to overcome your fears and anxiety from best-selling author Stephen Arterburn. I want you to experience God's comfort right when you need it the most. Get your free download of 10 ways to overcome your fears and anxiety now at wordfm.com slash overcome. Gold. It's soaring. Are you missing it? If you have an IRA or 401k, you probably are. Less than 1% hold physical gold. We've been told by Wall Street it's for crazy people. Really? What's crazy about an asset that beats stocks two to one? I'm Adam Barada, national best-selling author of the book Gold is a Better Way, owner of Advantage Gold, an Inc. 5000 member, and highest rated gold IRA firm in the world. Gold is booming because gold is really about debt. And global debt is a pandemic. If you have an IRA or a 401k, I want to give you my book for free. That's right, free. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Learn why gold will outperform pumped up stocks from this point forward. Turn your IRA into a wealth growth machine. Just call 800-900-8000. It's time to stop being crazy. Call 800-900-8000. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. Stay home? Perfect. Because Omaha Steaks Stock-Up Sale offers fresh, all-American flavors safely to your door. Skip the long lines and feed your family the finest steaks, burgers, poultry, and pork. Even easy-to-make meals, desserts, and more. Visit OmahaSteaks.com and type package in the search bar. You'll save 50% or more on freezer-filling assortments, plus orders over $69 ship free. Omaha Steaks Stock-Up Sale. Perfectly hearty, healthy, right at home. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword package, for free shipping on orders over $69. 
impactful, amazing, intense, thought-provoking. That's how just a few students describe their experience since enrolling in the Tony Evans Training Center. The best part is, the Training Center is wherever you and your online connection are. Going beyond a Sunday sermon, these compelling Bible study courses take a much deeper look at Scripture, the Bible's writers, social issues of today, and so much more. Log on today to learn more at TonyEvansTraining.org. Hey, thanks for being with us. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We are streaming live on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM on Facebook. Of course, here locally uh, on your radio dial as well. Wait, uh, some wit, a good friend of ours, uh, Len, says we should change the name of the show? Yeah, he wants to change uh, the name of the show from The Ride Home with John and Kathy to Stuck at Home with John and Kathy. (laughs) I think it's true because we're stuck at home as well because we're broadcasting from spare rooms. Thanks, Len. Great idea. Yeah, very nice, Len. All right. Um, in New York City, in Central Park, Samaritan's Purse, the ministry founded by Franklin Graham, has set up a hospital, which has helped hundreds and hundreds of people in the midst of the pandemic. Yes. It has saved lives. Those facts are irrefutable. However, yesterday, Franklin Graham was forced to go out and release a press release, which was distributed widely and most notably on Facebook about what he considered attacks by people unfriendly towards Samaritan Purse. Yes, so it was uh, four Democratic members of New York's congressional delegation, along with Mayor Bill de Blasio, John, and Governor Andrew Cuomo, who sent a letter to uh, the head of the Mount Sinai Health System, who's in partner with Samaritan's Purse. And their question was how the group, how Samaritan's Purse, came to be involved in the virus response in New York. This is what they said, quote, Now more than ever, New York City must uphold its values and ensure that every New Yorker feels safe in seeking medical attention. And so, of course, what they're saying is because Samaritan's Purse has a regulation for the people they hire, for the people who work for Samaritan's Purse, that they are abstaining from sex outside of marriage. Right that somehow that is translating in the mind of these people into the idea that Samaritan's Purse wouldn't be caring for a patient who was sexually active or was gay or was a lesbian or whatever. That's their concern. So along with those members of uh, the congressional delegation, also the New York City Commission on Human Rights and an organization called Reclaim Pride Coalition Mm -hmm. has raised uh, a lot of these concerns, and they've gotten in the way of caring for patients. So uh, here's a small portion of what Franklin Graham said. This is yesterday's press release. These groups share a common objection to the statement of faith, which Samaritan's Purse requires its employers to sign and generally it's ask empl- its employees, employees to sign. Yeah. To sign and generally ask its volunteers to support. While our scriptural belief in marriage between a man and a woman seems particularly offensive to representatives of these three groups, we don't believe this is the time or place to wedge to wage this debate. Samaritan's Purse is a decidedly Christian private relief organization funded almost entirely by individuals around the world who share our passion for providing aid to victims of war, disease, disaster, and poverty, and doing so in Jesus' names. It seems tone deaf to be attacking our religious conviction about marriage at the very moment thousands of New Yorkers are fighting for their lives and dozens of Samaritan Purse workers are placing their lives at risk to provide critical medical care. It's absolutely crazy. 
Hello. It's nuts. I mean, can we all not just come together and decide that we want to help people, right? It's not going to so, happen. So I think in that regard, um, Reverend Graham is, is correct in, in what he's saying. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. Samaritan's Purse has never discriminated against a patient. He no. brought that, um, he said that multiple times. Um, it deserves to be said, though, that Franklin Graham has not been hesitant to wade into political waters. And um, it says here in the New York Times article that we're reading from by Liam Stack, it says, Samaritan's Purse has treated 130 patients at their 68-bed Central Park Hospital since it opened on April 1st, but its role in the response to the virus in New York has been criticized because of its position on LGBT issues and the past statements and political activism of Mr. Graham, a vocal supporter of President Trump. Okay. So it's not as though, like, when you think about Chick-fil-A, right, Chick-fil-A has been attacked for being anti-gay. Well, that's not true. What Chick-fil-A is pro-family right. and Chick-fil-A pretty much to their corporate, you know, mouthpiece has been like this. They've played it close to the vest, but when they've been forced to speak because they have been forced to speak, they've always done so kindly and they've tried to be loving and kind in this. Come and join us. We provide an excellent service, excellent product, and we'll love and serve anyone. Right. But Here's my concern, John. We've talked about this before on the air, is that each one of us as a Christian has capital that you have amassed in your life, whether it's from your own personal integrity. Hopefully, it's a combination of your personal integrity and your work integrity and all those sorts of things. You have to be very careful how you spend that, especially in today's social media culture where people are going to hear something you say and they're going to put you in a particular category. So if we're Christians, you got to figure out what your hill is that you're going to die on. Right. And in my mind, dying on the hill of politics is not something that any of us as Christians need to be doing. I, I just, I don't think that it's advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the thing that I am willing to die for. So, because I also believe that most of us in our circles know and love someone who is gay. Yes, we all love someone who's gay and have and have for years, right? And I'm not going through my life as a Christian turning to gay people and saying, you got to stop being gay. That's not the way I'm communicating with people. Just like I'm not going to turn to somebody I know who's gambling and say, you should stop gambling. If someone comes up and says, Kathy, I'm really desperate to know what you think of my gambling. That's something different, but I'm not going up to people and accusing them. No, I'm not. I don't care what the sin is. I'm not doing that. And I should also, you know, because we love these people, we should let our light shine. We should be kind. We should be loving. We should present the gospel through our yes. actions and not bow, browbeat someone no. because. Waste of time. No, it's a I total agree. waste of time and it's unkind and it's undignified for the purposes of sharing the gospel. It At really the is. same time, you should also know that these people who are attacking Samaritan's Purse, they themselves are, are deeply vitriolic and I mean, they want to die on this hill yes. because they think that, you know, Franklin Graham and Samaritan's Purse are a bunch of bigots and haters. Right. Again, right. nothing's further from the truth. No, but there's a lot of fault on both sides of people who have spoken out in ways that I don't think are helpful to promote a greater understanding and a, a process of working together in challenging times like this. I'm into that. But I think it's important for us all to think, Let's be careful about what we say. Let's be careful about how we communicate one-on-one -on -one and online. I agree. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back. we got lots more ahead. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Streaming on Facebook.
Are the impacts of the pandemic causing you worry? The long-term effects of COVID-19 are unknown, but the short-term effects for the stock market have already included record single-day and single-week losses. How is this health scare affecting your retirement savings? Call Kirk and at Accurate Solutions Group. Kurt and his team have managed market fluctuations before. Schedule a phone or video consultation to create a plan designed to help reduce the risk of your retirement savings. From the latest health scares and other market events that could impact your savings, you likely have questions. Don't wait. Call or text for a complimentary phone or video consultation, 412-515-0005. You don't know how the market is going to continue to react. You only know that you don't want your retirement savings to feel more effects from the pandemic or other volatile events. Get your retirement plan checkup today. Call Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-0005. Don't wait. Call or text 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build a kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Coming down the home stretches, Liberty Mutual, followed by customizes your car insurance. But wait, from the back comes so you only pay for what you need. So it's Liberty Mutual, customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. And I'm pretty sure this is just an elaborate insurance ad. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Hi, I'm Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. Before the coronavirus outbreak, many couples didn't know how much their busy schedule was affecting their marriage. Now, with everything shut down, you may be sitting across from your spouse in silence. But this is a great opportunity to rekindle romance in your marriage, talk more, touch more, and reconnect on the emotional level. Use this time to break out of your routines and develop new habits that will breathe life back into your marriage. And remember, together, we'll get through this. Okay, so when this when this is all over, this weird phase in our lives, uh, I've had this conversation with family members. What is it that you want to do? What's one of those mm. things you kind of think, what do you want to you know, go out and enjoy? Your, do you want to go into a restaurant and be surrounded by people? You want to go to a ball game? Here's one thing I want to do. I want to go and play pinball. <laughs> wow, go, that's outside what I would have expected. I want to go to a place, you know, my kids and I have done this in the past. You know, you go to places right now and it's like an old fashioned arcade mm-hmm. and you can, you know, be around 30 or 40 pinball machines. Mm-hmm. I want to go and push a pinball machine and I want to just kind of hang out and do that wow. with a bunch of people. All right. Yeah. How about yourself? What I mean, do you that's, got? A, that's a fine idea. I am really desperate 
to go into a restaurant, be confronted with a menu, and take a long time to decide what I want. Oh, funny you bring up a menu. Yeah. I, I heard that now menus might be disposable, that they'll get rid of menus, your own menu for your own self. Really? Mm-hmm. So you so they'd print it out and then they'd toss it so that I can't transmit any of my exactly. cooties right? to somebody else. That may be the next phase of what happens. Okay, in, but the know. point is that I would still have options as to what I was going to eat. So you want to sit there and think about yes, it for a long time? I do. Well, and I want there to the- be multiple delicious things oh, I could choose. Okay. That always makes me a little anxious. Whenever the waiter oh. comes over and you have your mind made up, I, no, I go, love that. I, I'm apologizing for you. I know. You're always apologizing for me. <laughs> Sorry. Have a great night. Sorry. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.